Pastor Katie. This first Sunday of Advent, our scripture reading comes from Mark's Gospel, and it's chapter 13, verses 14, no, sorry, verses 24 through 37. 13, 24 through 37. Hear now the word of the Lord. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about the day or hour no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves his home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at the cock crow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God, we trust that in this moment you are going to reveal something to us that that we need revealed. We ask, as we often do, for your preacher to be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. It's through Christ that we pray. Amen. Advent is a season of watching and waiting, watching and waiting for a thing that has already happened while watching and waiting for something that is still yet to happen. The space that we currently occupy is what we could call the now and not yet. The first Advent has occurred. And we participate in this Advent season in remembrance of the first Advent and in anticipation and preparation for the second Advent, that is, the second coming of Christ. I have uh, this one family member who shall not be named, who used to loathe Advent. I mean, loathe it. And her reasoning was, 
uh, she felt there was too much talk about the second advent, and she would rather not have to. She would rather not have to think about that, because thinking about that would mean thinking in some regard about the end of the world. And her argument always was, I kind of like the world. I'd rather not have to think about the end of it. There wasn't a healthy tension in her mind between what has happened, what is happening, and what will happen. It, for her, was all just focused on the end. But you see, because there has been the first advent, here in the now and not yet, there really aren't any ends. There are only beginnings. With that said, Soren Kierkegaard tells uh, this parable, it's my favorite parable of his, about the end of the world. He says it's, it's, it's kind of like this. Uh, there are a bunch of people gathered together in a theater to watch a show, and a fire breaks out backstage. And they decide to send the clown out to let the audience know that the theater's on fire. And so the, clou the clown rushes out and tells everybody, the theater's on fire, the theater's on fire. But because he's a clown, they think it's a part of the show. And so every time he says the building's on fire, they just laugh and they clap and they say, this is great, this is great. And he's like, no, the theater's on fire. But because he's a clown, they just laugh harder and they clap more. And Kierkegaard says, so I think the world will come to an end amid general applause from all the wits who believe that it is a joke. I could preach a whole sermon about whether or not we should be listening to clowns. After all, there is no clown shortage. <laughs> but that's not the move today. I could also preach a whole sermon about whether or not we should be the clown, shouting out to the world, the sky's falling, the sky's falling, look, there's a wolf. Obviously, I'm not going to recommend that we play the clown. That only lends itself to a gloom and doom narrative that I do not think Jesus is promoting. It's not gloom and doom, remember. In the now and not yet, there are no ends, only beginnings. It's not gloom and doom, but it is serious nonetheless. Living a couple thousand years after Jesus first uttered these words, um, most of us today might actually assume that these words have little to do with us. The whole keep awake thing. Yet Jesus said it. Jesus said it and Jesus is continuing to say it. Keep awake. Back in those days, shortly after Jesus said it first, uh, there were some literalists who in anticipating uh, that Jesus was returning quickly, they would literally not sleep. 
Uh, yes, it is impossible to not sleep. But what they would do is they would form groups, churches-like, where they would take turns keeping watch. Say if there were four of you in uh, your church group, one would stay on watch while the other three slept. And then the next night they would rotate and somebody would stay up while the others slept. Um, the idea was is that if Jesus came back, since Jesus said, keep awake, and none of them were actually awake, then they would miss Jesus' return, the world would end, and they would be doomed. At least if one was awake, they could wake the others, and they could join Christ in the triumph toward eternal life and new creation. Keep awake. Quite literally, they said, we will keep awake. It's the same as don't let your lamp run out of oil. It's the same thing as saying be prepared, stay alert, be on the lookout. The master will return, and when he does, you better be there at the door. In our modern world with our busy modern lives, such a, a notion of watchfulness for the return of the master may seem to be a bit dated. So then the question is, what might watchfulness and keeping awake look like for us? What might watchfulness and keeping awake look like for us? You know, even 2,000 years removed from Jesus' instruction, uh, these words, believe it or not, they still have relevance for us. Because we're still in the not yet. Do we have to stay up all night? Probably not a good idea. What does watchfulness look like? We want to say this morning that we would do well to be prepared as best we can just in case today is the day. Because today may be the day. Today may not be the day that Jesus comes back, but it may also be your final day. You know, human life is fleeting. Those of you who are thinking, well, this doesn't sound like a very hope-filled Advent message. Remember, there are no ends, only beginnings. Treating each day as if it is the day does not have to be a gloom and doom type thing. But it is still serious. It's still serious because today may be the day. Watchfulness matters. And that's what Jesus is promoting, watchfulness. Living life with your eyes wide open. 
living life each day with eyes wide open as if today may be the day. Looking past the clown to be able to see the smoke. Eyes wide open. Living like today is the day. So what would you do? Serious question. If you got to choose what activity or something akin to an activity that you could do right before meeting Jesus, what would it be? We're going to let that one sit for a minute. We're going to enter into awkward silent mode. Eyes wide open. Living life like today is the day. You get to do one thing before meeting Jesus. What would it be? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that your answer is probably not the majority of the things you do the majority of the time. Maybe watchfulness in the modern day involves doing the things you would choose to do if you knew today is the day. Maybe we should try it. Maybe we should try living that way this Advent and beyond. Doing those things. Living each day as if it were the day. Eyes open. I believe it's a good thing for us to try this Advent. Heck, I believe it's probably a good thing for us to try until Jesus comes back. Whenever that may be. So in the meantime, keep awake. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this beautiful life. We thank you that in your love it will never end. Give us the eyes to see what you want us to watch out for. Help us to lead lives that are full of meaning and purpose. Help us to remain hopeful as we await your return. It's in your name that we pray. And all God's people say.